0: Hare Krishna, today we are reading Chapter 9, The Most most Confidential Knowledge, Text 14. Hare Krishna, Mataji, Prabhuji, please take over call.
1: Hare Krishna, dear devotees, I am eagerly waiting for uh, (coughs) Mataji to come back as I'm quite incapable of, uh, you know, organizing these discussions. But since it has been asked of me to uh, speak on uh, the few verses that come our way on Sundays, I'll try my best. We will start with our Mangalacharan prayers. And today we will try to cover verses 14 and 15 because they go quite well together. And then from verse 16 onwards, the Lord will start to speak of His qualities. So let's uh, uh, try to go through verses 14 and 15. But before that, uh, the Magalacharan prayers. Om agnyanati Timirandasya Niyana Anjana Shalakaya Chaksharon Militam Yena Tasme Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavam Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Dadita Sri Vishakhan Vitamshya He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpati Gopisha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namos Tutti Tapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Rishwan Devi Pranamami Hari Priye One Chakal Patru Bhesha Kripa Patitanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advait Gadadhar Shri Vasadhi Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare 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 Krishna So... For verses 14 and 15, I will pass over to Haladar Das Prabhu to guide us on how to chant the verses. So we will each uh, take our turns. In verse 14, uh, there are four paragraphs in the purport. Since there are, uh, to my estimation, we are six of us, so we can perhaps each read one of the uh, paragraphs so four of us can complete uh, the purports for verse 14. And then verse 15 has uh, a long one paragraph, so the rest of us can divide that paragraph. So with that, uh, I'll pass over to Aladar Das Prabhu.
2: Hare Krishna Prabhu, Dhanavad. My humble obeisances to all the assembled on the call devotees, you know, Hare Krishna. So as usual, We go, uh, it's chapter 9, text number 14 on Bhagavad Gita page number 395. The wording are, Satatam Kirtayanto Maam Yatantascha Second part is, Yatantascha Dhridvataha Satatam Kirtayanto Maam and second line is, Namasyan tasca, Namasyan tasca maambhaktya, Namasyan tasca maambhaktya, Nitya yukta upasate, Nitya yukta upasate. Saurisharit said, Satam kirtayanto maam, Yatan ha, yukta Upasati Hare Krishna. Please try. Thank you. Uh, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare
0: Sakasanki payantuba nitantasja gridha gata. Namaskantasja nitya yukta upasati. Hey Krishna. Hare Krishna, Samati's
3: reading. Satataṁkīrtayantomā mītāntascha jaravrita namas yantaśya mā bhaktya nitya yokta upāsate. Hare Krishna.
4: Hare Krishna. Yata shi, yata tans, yata Nam, namas, bhakta, Hare Krishna. Satataṁkīrtayantomā mītāntascha jaravrita namas yantaśya mā bhakta nitya yokta upāsate. Hare Krishna.
5: Hare Krishna, Sam Recipe Satatam Kirtayanto, ma, Yetan and Teshcha Duda Brataha Namasyan Teshcha, maam bhaktya, upasatai, Hare Krishna
1: Hare Krishna Satatam Kirtayanto, maam Yetan Teshcha Duda Brataha Namasyan Teshcha, maam bhaktya. Nitya Yukta Upasuti Hare Krishna. Is anybody else on the call who would like to recite this verse? Okay, so we will, uh, I'll go through the word-for-word translation and the translation of the verse. And then in the order of the recitation of the verse itself, starting from Haladar Das Prabhu, everyone can take one of the paragraphs. So, uh, I think we will end with, start with Aladar Das Prabhu, then Harshita Mataji, Sumati Mataji, and then uh, Har Prasad Prabhu. And then we'll move to verse 15 thereafter. Hare Krishna. Uh, so, word for word translation. Satatam, always. Kirtayantah, chanting. Mam about me. Yatantah, fully endeavouring. Cha, also. Dhirat, vrataha. With determination, Namasyanta, Offering obeisances, Cha, And, mam Me, Bhatya, In Devotion, Nitya Yukta, Perpetually Engaged, Upasate, Worship, Translation of the verse, Always chanting my glories, Endeavoring with great determination, Bowing down before me, These great souls perpetually worship me with devotion, Hare Krishna. Okay. Uh,
2: Purport by His Divine Grace Ishi Bhaktivedanta Prabhupada Swami Maharaj. So, Purport will be like the Mahatma cannot be manufactured by rubber stamping an ordinary man. His symptoms are described here. A Mahatma is always Engaged in chanting the glories of the Supreme Lord, Krishna, the personality of God He has no other business. He is always engaged in glorifications of the Lord. In other words, he is uh, not an impersonalist. When the questions of glorification is there, One has to glorify the Supreme Lord, praising His holy name, His eternal form, His transcendental qualities, and His uncommon pastimes. One has to glorify all these things. Therefore, a Mahatma is attached to the Supreme Personality of God. Hare Krishna. Next one, please.
0: Krishna. One who is attached to the impersonal feature of the supreme lord, the Paramatma, is not described as the Mahatma in the Bhagavad Gita. He is described. Uh, Krishna. He is. De- uh, he is described in a different way in the next verse. The Mahatma is always engaged in different de- activities of devotional service, as described in the in Mahaprabhu. Vishnu, of the demigod or a human being, but the devotion. Sushravanam, Ketanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, and Smaranam, remembering him. Such, such a Mahatma has formed determination to achieve the ultimate and uh, uh, end, the association, association of the Supreme Lord in. in in any one of the five transcendental rasas, rasa, to achieve that su- success, he engages all activities—mental, bodily, and vocal—everything in the service of the supreme Lord, Shri Krishna. That is called full Krishna consciousness. Hi, Krishna. Hi, hey Krishna. Sumati is
3: leading. Endeavourful service. There are certain activities which are called determined, such as fasting on certain days, like the 11th day of the moon, Ekadashi, and on the appearance day of the Lord. All these rules and regulations are offered by the great Acharyas for those who are actually interested in getting admission into the association of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the transcendental world. The Mahatmas, great souls, strictly observe all these rules and regulations and therefore they are sure to achieve the desired result. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. I,
4: descri- I describe in the second verse of this chapter, not only is the devotional service easy, but it can be performed in a happy mode. One does not need to undergo any such severe penances and austerity. It can live the, this life in devotional service, guided by an expert official master and in, in any position, either as a householder or a, a sannyasi or a brahmachari, in any position and anywhere in the world. He can perform this service, this devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus become actually Mahatma, a great
1: soul. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Aladdin Das Prabhu, if you can guide us to verse 15, please.
2: Okay, yes, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. So, text number 15 is it like, Gnana Yagnena Chapi Anye. This is English way now. Gnana Yagnena Chapi Anye yajanto maam upasate, ekatvena pritaktvena, ekatvena pritaktvena, bahuda dhavishvato mukham. It's very easy. So, jnana yagnena chapi anye, yajanto maam Ekatwena ekatvena pritaktvena, Bahudavishwato Mukham.
0: Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Yajanto Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
3: Hare Krishna, Samatis <speaking> is <in> the reading. <world> Jnana yajyena chapi anye, yajanto mamupasate, ekatvena prakhatvena, bahudavishvato mukham. Hare Krishna. <speaking in the world> Hare
4: Krishna, Hathya <speaking in> the reading. <world> Jnana yajyena chapi anye, yajanto mamupasate, ekvattena prathat tvena bahuda vishto mukham hari krishna
5: hari krishna nyaya yagne chaatyante yajanto maam upasate ekatvena pruthvena bahuda visvta mukam mukam
4: hari
1: krishna Jnana-yajjana-chapi-anye-yajanto maam upasati-ekat-vena-pratakat-vena-pahuda-viśvato-mukham Hare Krishna Anybody else on the call who would like to recite this verse? Hare Krishna So I'll go through the word-for-word word translation uh, and the uh, translation of the verse uh, <clears throat> Shyamrasika Mataji, you did not get to read the purport in the previous verse so uh, you can go through this uh, purport either to your discretion Mataji if you want to complete the reading of the whole purport I will leave it to you if you want to stop in between that is up to you and the younger Mataji's can pick up from there so word for word okay. translation jnani by cultivation of knowledge, cha also, api certainly, anye others, yajantaha sacrificing, mam me, upasate worship, ekatvena in oneness, prithakatvena in duality, bahuda in diversity, vishvato mukham and in the universal form, translation of the verse, others, who engage in sacrifice by the cultivation of knowledge, worship the Supreme Lord as the one without a second, as diverse in many and in the universal form. Hare Krishna.
5: Hare Krishna, parpat Bhai This verse is the summary of the previous verses. The Lord tells Arjuna that those who are purely in Krishna consciousness and do not know anything other than Krishna are called Mahatma. Yet, there are other persons who are not exactly in the position of Mahatma, but who worship Krishna also in different ways. Some of them have already been described as the distress and the financial destitute and the inquisitive and those who are engaged in the cultivation of knowledge. But there are others who are still lower and those these are divided into three. One he who worships himself as one with the supreme Lord, second, he who concurs some form of the supreme Lord and worships that, and third, he who accepts the universal form, the Vishvarupa of the supreme of Godhead, and worships that. Out of the above three, the lowest those who worship themselves as the supreme Lord, thinking themselves to be monists, and are most predominant, predominant. such people think themselves to be the supreme lord and in this mentality they worship themselves. This is also a type of god worship for they can understand that they are not not the material body but are the actually spiritual soul. At least such a sense is prominent. Generally, the impersonalists worship the supreme personality lord in this way. The second class includes the worshippers of the demigods, those who by imagination consider any form to be the form of the Supreme Lord. And the third class includes those who cannot conceive of anything beyond the manifestation of this material universe. They consider the universe to be the supreme organization, organism, or entity and worship that the universe is also a form of the Lord.
1: Hare Krishna Hare Krishna uh, so just to recollect from where we had left uh, last week's conversation so we had basically said that Mahatman Astumam Partha Daivim Prakritim Mastrutaha Bhajan Tannanyo Manaso Khyatva Bhuta Dhim So <coughs> those who worship the Lord are in uh, are taking shelter, they are being guided by, they are being uh, induced to uh, perform and keep performing uh, the sadhana bhakti and those who are in bhava bhakti or prema bhakti, they don't need that in- inducement, but they continue to be under the spiritual energy of the Lord and they are the mahatmas. And they are, uh, how are they worshipping the Lord? They are doing ananyamanaso. So they are uh, performing devotional service without thinking of anything else, uh, being uh, totally focused on devotional service. And now from verse 14 onwards, or in verse 14 specifically, uh, the Lord speaks a little bit more about those people. So this is the link between the previous uh, week and uh, this week. So today we are going to go through uh, some of the characteristics of who is a Mahatma. And as Prabhupada really and very appropriately starts by saying, you cannot rubber stamp anyone a Mahatma. Uh, it's 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 not something that you can buy or earn in the market. You have to have the qualities of a Mahatma. So what are those qualities? So this is the verse that describes those qualities. <coughs> uh, So, each word actually in this verse is quite significant. Satatam. So, Mahatma is going to be someone who is engaged in devotional service on an ongoing basis, continuous basis, Satatam. So, what does that word Satatam mean? It means we, if you see through our life, we are a baby, then it, we are a child, then we become an adolescent, then an adult, then a senior person, an old person. We are dying, and then we come back again. Throughout these various phases of our the manifestation and changes of our material body, we are supposed to worship the Lord. So that is one aspect of Satatam. The other aspect of satatam is when we are in these various phases, variously we will be facing various types of situations in life. So, we may face good situations and we may also face bad situations. So, anukul anukul, uh, circumstances may be there or there may be pratikul circumstances. Even when we are facing Anukul circumstances, instead of giving in to the pleasure that is happening, because the situation around us is Anukul, that is, it is favourable to us, we still become thankful to the Lord. So you you get good marks in school, you, get a, you buy a new dress, you get some increment at your job, you are able to take a trip somewhere, Whatever that is, that is giving you pleasure, even materially in this world, the attitude of a devotee should be that, oh, this is His mercy. It is out of His mercy that I am getting this chance to experience this. And whatever I am experiencing, it is also Him. So how beautiful it is that He is giving me such nice experiences. So that is in favourable situations. Similarly, when there is an unfavourable situation, at that time, the attitude and the mood of the devotee is, everything has, every action has a reaction. I am in this situation, so I am facing the reaction of something that I have done in the past. And therefore, I am deserving of this. I am perhaps deserving of more problems than what I am facing today. And it is the Lord's mercy that I am actually facing them in a lighter form. And also that He has given me the ability to endure these circumstances. And thus the devotee is still able to remain in uh, His devotional service. So that is another aspect of Satatam. Whether we become busy in life, because there is so many things happening, or whether we are free, we should still be praying to the Lord and be steadfast in our devotional service. So that is another way to look at Satatam. Now, Satatam also means, because many times we get into this kind of thinking, you know, especially in... uh, and I shouldn't say uh, in uh, Indian uh, religion or uh, Hinduism, every religion, people want to be pure by body, by mind. They want to be in a certain state when they are worshipping. And there is nothing wrong with that. Because for every type of worship, generally people try to think of, and in our culture we say, (coughs) Desh, Kal and Paristiti. So according to the... uh, You know, uh, the land around you, so according to the country in which you are, according to the circumstances in which you are, uh, if it is favorable, then you must perform a certain type of sacrifice. According to the favorable time, you must initiate the action. And according to uh, the circumstances also, you may uh, do or not do something. So that applies generally to all material activities. Even to an extent to all the Vedic activities. But in this particular situation, when we are speaking of devotional service, it is sadatam. It is implied that you don't have to worry about whether you are in a pure state or an impure state. Pure state is better, but that does not prohibit us from being in impure state and thinking of Krishna. Because thinking of Krishna immediately takes our consciousness and makes it transcendental. It disconnects us from the physical things around us and connects us with the Lord. The moment we are connected with the Lord, we are pure. Like within fire, all impurities are burnt out. If we are in touch with Him, we become pure. So that's why you don't have to worry about piety, impiety, etc. The moment you connect with Him, everything becomes nice. Similarly, Uh, The other things also, whether it is about whether the time is good or bad, whether I am doing it in the morning, evening, uh, at night, etc. You know, there are many people, astrologers will say, this is the good call and that call. And there are so many different types of calls. But you don't have to worry about that also. If you're thinking of Lord, it becomes the best call at that time. Because you're connecting straight with Him. He is not the atom's and the formation of atoms around us. He is the cause of all of it. How can he be influenced by it? And the moment you are connected with him, you are, basically you swum swung, you have swimmed out of the water. You, so long as you are in the water, there is a chance of drowning. The moment you are in contact with him, it is like you are touching, uh, you know, you are holding a branch from outside, so you can never, sort of uh, get drowned or be uh, swept away by the waves because you are holding on to Him. So these kind of things do not apply to devotional service. So then the next word that we should focus on is Kirtayanto. So Kirtayanto is chanting, describing, glorifying the Lord. All of these things, whether we praise Him, this is all Kirtayanto. Uh, our chanting, the 16 rounds that we've been told, or whatever number of rounds we are uh, undertaking, or even if we are just saying Krishna, that itself is chanting. So that is what is required. Why is Kirtayanto uh, mentioned here and not anything else? Or there are so many other ways? Because Kirtayanto is connecting us directly with Him. Who are we going to... uh, uh, glorify, and that in the very next verse is uh, the word is again "mam." So we will talk about what that "mam" it means. But Kirtayantu itself is significant on its own. You have to channelize our energy. You cannot glorify without getting into that kind of consciousness. You cannot uh, describe anything without first thinking about it. So it automatically brings about the Lord. And again, Kirtayanto in our, you know, in, as Prahlad Maharaj has said, Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu. So, while Shravanam is not mentioned here, Kirtayanto is the second step. So we have to remember that we are going to glorify, uh, we are going to perform Kirtanam of that which we have heard. Now, what is it that is, which we have heard? And why Shravanam is also important is because you may hear of so many things, but you listen to someone who is credible, who has the competency and who is not motivated needlessly. So if you generally would find that person trustworthy, so you, there is a quality even within material life, we try to find what is the quality of a person to whom we listen to. So. In disciplic succession, we listen to our our, uh, teachers, our gurus, and they listen to their gurus. And we listen to the Shastra, and we listen to the Lord, or the word of the Lord. So, if this is what you are listening to, then what you are going to describe is going to be authentic. You cannot manufacture anything. You cannot kirtayanto from something that just... You have come about because that is not going to be accurate. That is always going to be fallible, because anything we manufacture out of our own thinking our, out of our own deduction is going to be fallible. Prabhupada has in so many places said that we are we have these four types of uh, you know uh, propensities where our senses are not perfect we are fallible for illusion, we have cheating propensities, so all these things are going on. So we cannot, we should not uh, perform Kirtan, describe the Lord in our own way, we should describe it, we should glorify Him in footsteps of other advanced devotees, those who have come ahead of us, those who are better of us, we should try to follow in that sense. Of course, our heart has to be involved in it. So that is what we should bring to uh, our Kirtayanto. And then, Mom. Mam is so significant here. First of all, the word Mom itself means that Krishna is basically speaking as a person. It, no one says, glorify, uh, you know. Uh, uh, something that does not exist or something that is impersonal. So Prabhupada also speaks about it in the purports. Uh, We have to glorify the Lord as He is. You cannot glorify anyone else. Uh, You cannot glorify... So it's like, you know, if someone tells you glorify the king, you cannot glorify his kingdom. It is part of his glory. So if you glorify that the kingdom is so nice, if you say you have to glorify... Lord Ram, you can say, oh, his Rajya was Ram Rajya, it was so nice. But you are glorifying the Lord, you are not glorifying the kingdom. Similarly, here, Maam means glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead, not the universe that he has created. Universe that he has created, you can say, he has created such a beautiful universe. If you glorify the universe in connection to him, that is good if you glorify the universe on its own it loses its value and now you can understand right like glorify ram glorify ram rajya in connection to ram then it makes sense so similarly that's why we have to look at the personal not the impersonal and <clears throat> in other places so not in this verse prabhupada said and even within the personal we should because we are in Rupanugas, we are in ISKCON, uh, we are followers of Rupa Goswami, we are going to be uh, glorifying the Shamsundara aspect of Krishna. So there are so many uh, avatars and so many uh, different manifestations of the Lord. But the one that we want to go after is the Sundar form. Uh, Yatantaha. So, what does yatanta mean? It basically means endeavours. Now, in material endeavours, we generally are looking for two, three things, right? One, there is something I want, that's why I am doing things. Then, whatever I want is something that is not with me, and therefore I am going to somebody to please that somebody, to give me that thing that I want. So, in a simple example, I have some needs to fulfill the need, those needs. I want money. To Because I don't have money, I go to my employer, I work the way he wants me to work and therefore I get money from him and then I take that money and I fulfill my desires. So this is Yatanta. This is how we endeavour in a material universe. So how does that apply in the spiritual world? It applies in this way, that we are seeking Bhakti, we don't really have Bhakti, so to gain Bhakti we can only go to that person who has Bhakti, which is basically the Lord or His representative, and to when we approach Him, we do not perform service the way we want. The when we go to our employers and they tell us do this job, do that job. Similarly, when we go to school because we want education, we don't do what we want. We do follow what the teacher is telling us. Do this, do that, solve this problem, answer that question. We follow what is being told. Similarly, our Yatantaha in devotional service should be on the guidance and directions of the Lord, the Shastra and the Guru. Then they will give us, the way the employer gives us the salary, they will give us the Bhakti and they will progressively take us further and further. So that is the significance of the word Yatanta. Dridavrata. Dhridhavrata is because we shouldn't fall down. So it's not like I go to my uh, employment, my job on one day and the next day I don't go. I'm likely to get fired. Similarly, you go to school, you, you, you have to attend the classes. You have to go to the school every day. It's not that you decide when you want to go and then you stop. Because there is an expectation that you should be going there. So that is what Dridvrata dhr- is. We cannot act whimsically, we have to follow in a disciplined way, otherwise the yatanta is going to fail. So why are we doing the yatna or the endeavour? Because we want to achieve something. But very simply, no matter what you are trying to achieve, if you do not persevere with determination, you are not going to get it. If I don't go and just look at, you know, kids are there on this call, So, Mataji, your uh, father is perhaps working somewhere. is going there day in, day out, every day, year after year. So, this does not end. Similarly, our service to the Lord cannot end because at least in material world, there is some limit to things. In spiritual world, there is no end to this. So, we are going to continuously perform. This is the nature, this is the very purpose of the soul. The soul is bewildered and not happy because it has deviated from its purpose. So that is what this Dhridvrata means. So Dhridvrata also, because we are, all of us, especially I am a very uh, neophyte devotee, very follyable, so uh, we need to be very conscious that, you know, as I said, Satanta, so that Dhridvrata will also come in. Because whether I am traveling, Oh, I'm traveling, I'm tired today, I cannot chant. That cannot happen. Oh, I'm traveling, so I cannot observe Ekadashi. So that should not happen. So it, that Dridvrata should be there. You have to follow every day. It's like every day when you work, you get the salary. Otherwise, you get less salary. So we need to be Dridvrata to get, get the full salary that we are uh, looking forward to. So you cannot... Bunk classes, you cannot bunk your uh, similarly, you cannot bunk your uh, devotional service. Namasyamta Namasyamta is now worshipping or offering obesances. And what is the attitude with which we should do? So we know that, right? We need to be in that kind of attitude. Because I don't have anything, I am dependent on you, I need this job. If I don't have this job, I will not have a livelihood. Because I will not have a livelihood, how am I going to take care of these people uh, who are dependent on me? That is how we go about it. We are very humble when we are working at our uh, offices. We are very humble when we are getting knowledge from our teachers. How humble should we be with this particular endeavor where it is the king of knowledge? This very chapter says, you know, it is the most confidential knowledge, it is the king of knowledge, the Rajvidya. So, how humble should we be to obtain the king of knowledge? So, with When we even sit to chant with that kind of attitude, when we sit to, uh, or when we start to cook with that kind of attitude, when we start to pray with that kind of attitude, even if you are just simply taking the lamp and putting it around the Lord, but you are so humble that... You know, it is his mercy with which the lamp even has the oil or your hand has the power to hold that lamp. Otherwise, there is nothing. You know, Arjuna basically fought the whole war and won. But later on, there is a situation where Arjuna is unable to fight certain villagers. So our ability comes from him. How how much humble should we be if we think of all these things? And then, slowly, in that attitude, automatically, you know, you will get that feeling of Romancha. Your body will have that, you know, the Kampan that uh, Prabhupada describes. Your voice will have that Kampan. Your eyes will tear up. So these kind of Anubhutis will happen when we are into this, that kind of attitude. And that is the significance of the word Namasyanta. And then mam Bhaktya, again, in complete devotional service. Krishna again keeps, and in this verse, he has used the words Ma, the words mam twice now. So, we we are, <clears throat> and again, since we are devotees, I don't have to keep re-emphasizing that it is him and not his impersonal form that we have to, uh, you know, uh, perform worship to. And Nitya Yukta. So, <clears throat> Nitya Yukta is relevant to sadhna Bhakta. We are all sadhna Bhaktas. We are endeavoring. We are not yet Bhakta. We are not pure Bhakta. So, that's why we have to be continuously employed in this devotional service. <clears throat> to get back to... Now, the other significance of Nitya Yukta is, we, in our spiritual form, before we took birth, had a relationship with Krishna. That was the Yukta, when we had that relationship with Krishna. nitya Yukta is in that spiritual form, whatever that relationship we had, we are trying to get into that relationship from Krishna. So when we are performing this devotional service, the end goal is, we come out of this consciousness, we come out of material nature, we go to devotional service, we go to the transcendental world, but in what form? In that original spiritual form and the duties and the relationship we had with which we used to serve Him. So there are these five different forms, right? There is the Shanta, there is the <coughs> uh, Dasya, Vatsalya, Sakya, and Madhurya bha. So we had one of these as our original form. We need to get acquainted. We are asking Krishna, give me that form. Give me that opportunity. Bring me back into that Nitya position to serve you. So this is the significance of this verse. That is why if we bring these things all about together, we will be on our way to become a Mahatma. Now, why am I saying we will be on our way? Because Sadhana Bhakti is the first step. Sadhana Bhakti, there are three different types of Bhakti. Sadhana Bhakti, bhav Bhakti and Prem Bhakti. <clears throat> Sadhana Bhakti can... and there is an interim stage, stage. From Sadhana Bhakti to bhav Bhakti is Raganuga Bhakti where you start to get some symptoms, start to get some love. But it all begins with a little faith. So there is Shraddha... The Shraddha, basically, if you have a little bit of Shraddha, even if you don't have true knowledge, you don't understand the Lord, that Shraddha will bring you to devotees. So, there there will be Sadhu Sangha. The Sadhu Sangha will generate some devotional service in you. Because you are associating with the devotees, you may say things, you may hear things. That itself is devotional service. Even if you hear one word about Krishna, about His Leela, That is like not hearing a material thing, and that itself Krishna is so uh, kind that he considers that as devotional service. So, you know, uh, sorry I was losing my track, so Sadhu Sangha, when we start to get into, uh, from Sadhu Sangha, we start to get into devotional service, slowly slowly what happens, the glass which was impure, starts to become a bit more pure, because we start to put more clean water into it. As I had said, there are different ways to clean the glass, but if you hold it under flowing water, slowly, slowly the, water, the glass will become, uh, we, will get filled with pure water. So similarly our consciousness starts to become pure. And what happens then? Our interest in material activity starts to come down. And it is an ongoing process. So then we get into this anarthanivritti. Nivritti, so our sinful, when our propensity to uh, enjoy comes down, our actions in that regard come down, our reactions from the past also come down because we are not generating new actions. So ultimately at a certain stage, we have come out of material consciousness. When we have come out of material consciousness, when material hankering has reduced, we will actually get into the next stage of uh, uh, our sadhana bhakti, which is, you know, nistha, which is uh, unwavering, uh, determined pursuit of our devotional service. That generates taste, and I don't want to uh, get into too much detail here. Then the taste will be there. I want to do it. It's not like I have to do it. I want to do it. And when you get that taste, you get attraction. That attraction is the stage when you will start to get different types of how emotions, uh, to serve the Lord. You will actually feel the, uh, you know, the... No one has to tell you to do it. You will just do it on your own. And then the Prem Bhakti will arise. So these are the various paths. But basically the sum all and end all of it, thus Mahatma. Mahatma is not someone uh, who... You know, you can designate yourself Mahatma or you can designate somebody else Mahatma. The moment you exhibit these qualities, or you start to be on that path to become a Mahatma. And devotees are well positioned to get into, uh, uh, you know, to be a Mahatma uh, as they steadfastly go through the devotional service. So that was the purpose for verse 14. And in verse 15, now Krishna says, so those are the Mahatmas, but there are others also who worship me. And what is what is that worship of uh, the others? So Prabhupada actually starts very clearly by saying, and the verse itself says, "Gyanaya Yagyana. So these they are speculating, they are thinking philosophically. And what does that philosophy come bring about? So through this philosophy. They worship the Lord in those three ways. And again, what are those three ways? So, this is the Brahma Upasana. So, you think you are God. Aham Brahmasmi. Now, it is true, but it is the partial truth. So, Aham Brahmasmi is like saying, you recognize that you are not this body, you are the soul, you are Brahman. But, then you, that that's only the half of it. The other half is, I am that piece of gold, but I am not the entire quantity of gold, the whole mine of gold. That is Krishna. So I am just a small atom or molecule of gold, but he is the whole quantity. So qualitatively I am one, but quantitatively I am different. Or in the bodily concept, I am a small part of this body, this universal body of the Lord. But He is the whole body. My purpose is not to satisfy myself. My purpose is to satisfy the Lord. So, that is the other part of the truth, that those who are in the first state here, uh, they uh, stop at, they don't fully explore what is yet to come. Then, the second uh, type is, those who concoct some form of the Lord. So, here, uh, demigod worship is also part of it but people will come up with any shape and form and then they will worship and the third is the universal form so prabhupada here uh, you know says that in uh, chapter 7 i think it is verse 16 where sukritis are uh, defined so dushkritis, four types of uh, you know those who are duskritina and there are four types of those who are sukritina so they are described in uh, chapter 7, verses 15 and 16. So Prabhupada says that these three are actually lower than the Sukriti who are described in chapter 7, verse 16. So this actually had made me take a pause and think, why is it that Prabhupada is saying that they are inferior to the Sukriti? So if you recall, uh, the is the Muda, the naradama. Uh, Maya, Aprit Gyana, uh, and <clears throat> Asurim Bhava, Bhava Mashrita. So they are uh, the foolish, the lowest of mankind, those uh, who are bewildered, uh, and then those who are completely atheist. They are at the bottom. Then Prabhupada says these three described in verse 15 are somewhere in between. Lower is the one who thinks he is God. Then one who concords some other form of God. One who worships the universal form of God. And then the Sukritina. who is Who are they? They approach the Lord, but out of distress, out of want for uh, money, out of uh, inquisitiveness and out of actual genuine uh, urge to know Him and serve Him. So that's the Jnani and then there is the state, from that Jnani state to the Mahatma state. So this is the progression. Uh, Now, still you may say, why is it that if I am at the Brahma level, when I I am lower than uh, someone who is uh, say, Artha or uh, Artharthi, like I am distressed or uh, wanting money. So the example that comes to my mind is, we all have parents. Now, can you say that I am father? You are at a very lower <laughs> or very uh, disillusioned state of being, so you recognize that there has to be a father. But someone who is at the Brahma state is saying, "Yeah, there is a father, but I am father." So it's 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 at that level. If you t- try to think and again examples are not perfect in every way to explain everything, but it is one way to understand and put certain uh, things together in our minds. Then there is the position of someone who says, "Mm, you know what, this servant is my father or that servant is my father. Uh, So this is creating or concocting different forms of father. Then to say that, you know, this household, this entire thing, this, you know, the father may be the head of the house, the head of the village, so this, this thing is basically my father's power. You are still not recognizing that who your father is. Then, now you think about the four uh, Sukritis that are defined in chapter 7, verse 16 and why? Prabhupada says that these three are below that. because they know who the father is. They are distressed and they are going to their real father. They know they don't have the money, they want money, they go to their father to get the money. They are not going to somebody else and thinking that is my father, or this is my father, or I don't have a father, there never was a father, or father is dead. That kind of thinking is so much below. So if you start to put these things perhaps in such example, uh, you know, ways of analogies, you may come up with uh, the right understanding. This is how I have tried to understand why Prabhupada said these three uh, types of uh, those who worship the Lord with Gyan Yagya are below the Sukritis. But here I will stop uh, uh, my uh, you know understanding of these two verses. I hope to hear from everybody. I may have misquoted. I definitely uh, uh, I have not covered every aspect of it. So... Please feel free to correct me, to add to what I have said, and to provide your perspectives. Hare Krishna. Well, Prabhu, uh
2: when you're just finding treasures, you know, uh, or trying to find the gold sign-, sign of the gold mountains, and you're trying to find more and more gold. That's what I was uh, praying while you're speaking, you know, say more words and more knowledge come out from your hearts, which I really enjoy listening to I, it, uh Some of the things you explain that, I cannot imagine about how you clarify the subjects and the the slope, you know, really beautifully. Like, uh, I never thought about this myself. I've been reading Bhagavad Gita. But never thought to organize where you have explained it. Really beautiful. In my thoughts, it's, you know, it's a very simple, it's like a, how are we going to do sattam, you know? Uh, we not at the, we are living the life, you know, we have to maintain the body, maintain the families. So, we're not sannyasi. you know, everybody cannot be sannyasi, of course, and Sannyasi is depending on the uh, anyway. So we have to support the temple. We have to support the Sannyasi. So we have to work. So people think, how am I going to be Satutam and So, but in the, images, in the reality of the life, uh, gradually we develop the senses that everything we see, gradually everything we look at it his imagination should be come out. We think uh, the Krishna is in the tree but gradually our vision should be changed like a Krishna is a tree that's a Krishna not Krishna is in the tree that is Krishna. So gradually our development of the looking him all the things we see in our views changes gradually in our Reality, we come out to constant remembering, you know, that becomes a very important part of it. And yet and Dharvata you have explained it, many things here. So, simply just uh, uh, description, you know, remembering it in your heart, you know, that becomes very important to me. Hare Krishna.
1: Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Any other devotees who wants to add, uh, comment, have a question?
6: Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, Pranam. Sorry I joined late, but I heard that conversation completely. I just join before they are reading the text. So, mm, for me, uh, the main part here is uh, the determination, right? Devotion, uh, mainly, um, that is the uh, actual uh, key that is leading us together and uh, making progress uh, towards Krishna consciousness. But uh, how many of us have uh, the complete determination? That is the main question. And the great determination means uh, we are, like, so flexible and uh, we don't... uh, give this the main priority, that's what it means. So the determination always comes with the prioritizing our activities. Mm, So when once we endeavor with um, our devotional service with the determination and schedule it above all the other um, practices or services we do, um, that will be very useful. So very, actually, as uh, um, Prabhuji said, Haladar Prabhuji, you are always explaining in a great Uh, passion and a great systematic way so that it is easy to understand for people like us, Prabhuji. So thank you very much. Very nice explanation.
1: Thank you so much, Mataji. You know, Das Prabhu is very kind. His words are realized. My words are just words. (laughs) So I I can't compare myself to him, but uh, thank you, Mataji, and you are kind to appreciate it. Anybody else who has any comments? Okay, if there are no comments, questions, uh, then perhaps we can close the call here. Uh, Prashant sure. Prabhu, are you there? Hare Krishna? Yes,
3: yeah, Hare Krishna Prabhu, I am Prabhuji. I am right now uh, in Sambal. Yes, yeah, Prabhuji.
1: Ok, Mataji, so maybe... Yes, Mataji, go ahead.
0: Okay, Prabhuji. Uh, right now, Krishna Prabhu is right now doing some work, so he won't be available.
1: Okay, Mataji, thank you very much for letting me know. Uh Mataji, then maybe we can stop the recording here and close the call. Uh, uh, did you want to add anything, Mataji?
3: Uh yes, Prabhuji. So, Prabhuji, I wanted to ask that in the, in these verses, the Lord telling that, like like uh, telling that the great souls they always sang the Lord's name. His glories, and uh, they obey him, they worship him with devotion, and those which are cultivated in knowledge worship the Lord as one as diverse in many and as in a like universal form, so Prabhuji in the purport they tell about the Mahatma and those who exactly are not in the position of a Mahatma and those which are lower than the Mahatma like the people that worship themselves to be the Supreme Lord and the people that conduct some form of the Lord and those that worship the universal form as the Supreme Personality of Godhead So Prabhuji, they say that the first one is prominent So the first one, is it Is like my about the philosophy in which you accept Sanya so you are known as Narayana and then so and so Uh, Or uh, is it like, or or are they different?
1: So, you are talking about those who consider themselves as God?
3: Uh,
1: Yes, Yes, Mataji. So, in that sense, uh, it is also recognized that uh, they are devotees. Krishna says they are worshipping Him. He is not saying they are not worshipping him. Because all three of them have recognized that there is something beyond them that they need to bow down to. And therefore, they are on the path to finding Krishna. To uh, uh, And they, in that sense, Krishna recognizes that they are his devotees. But it's like, you know, you want to go towards, uh, for a lack of better example, if you are traveling towards Delhi, and perhaps from Bombay or Pune, you may stop uh, somewhere in, say, uh, Badoda or uh, somewhere on the way, say, in, uh, UP or MP, uh, somewhere on the way and you just stop there. Your journey to going to Delhi will be incomplete. So when you, either through philosophy and uh, thinking that that is the philosophy, that is the complete and whole truth, uh, you meditate on the Brahma and you attain Brahma is like stopping the journey somewhere in between because Bhagavatam, at least for us who are following, uh, you know, uh, the Vaisnava path who are, and more specifically for us in Eskon, we are following Rupanuga, we are uh, following Rupa Goswami's path we know that there are three levels of understanding Krishna So, those who stop at the Brahma level have only completed the journey halfway, whether they only wanted to reach up to that stage because they thought that this is the final and there is nothing beyond it, as in the impersonal philosophy, or they, having attained it, somehow just stopped there. They had no further desire to serve Krishna in a one-to-one relationship, then too they will stop there and there is always a chance of falling back, but yet Krishna says that they are recognized as devotees. So yes, in verse 1, if you, sorry, in the uh, first category, if uh, you are endeavouring to attain to the Brahma state, because you think it is the be-all and end-all, then it is referring to, to, to the impersonal philosophy. I think that was your question. Uh, And have I answered it appropriately, Mataji? Uh,
3: Okay Prabhuji, but uh, it's not related to the Mayavadi philosophy, right?
1: So, I mean... So Mayavadi philosophy, uh, I mean, I am not qualified to talk about it. Mayavadi philosophy can be interpreted in multiple ways. Mayavadi philosophy means this world is Maya, that this world is not real. So one interpretation is that. So from that perspective, even if if you think this world is unreal, but you are endeavouring to get to the spiritual level, the Brahma level, you can call that as uh, going to the Brahma Stiti out of Mayavad philosophy. You can call it impersonal philosophy because you are going to the effulgence of the Lord and you are stopping there without recognizing the face behind the effulgence. So you can call it impersonal philosophy. So that is how I understand Mataji. I I don't want to get into the semantics of it, but maybe I am also not qualified to answer your question here. Okay, Prabhuji, but anyway, thank you for
3: answering my question. Uh, yes, Rabhaji, I actually understood so. Thank you. Hare Krishna.
1: Thank you, Mataji. And again, I don't want to assume that I have the answer. So anybody else on the call who wants to respond to Mataji's question, please go ahead. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mataji, for your question. If there is nothing further, then we'll stop the call
3: here.
1: And we'll end up with our prayers. Yeah. Thank you so much, Devotees. You, you. Hare Krishna. Thank you,
4: Thank
2: you so for the big-